mom who knows nada. My name is Brianna. This is the Mama Knows Nada podcast, and we're bringing back Ernie Hamilton from CHS. We had so much fun chatting with him. I thought, hey, why not bring him back to talk about his his dad life? So, Ernie, welcome I'm back. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is yeah, I can't wait. And this is this is awesome because it's all about you. So that's so oh, wow. easy to talk about, right? That's so much easier. Yeah. Now it's all about Ernie. Yeah. Um, I, so we've chatted a little bit, and uh, you're, you're, you have a child, and they're older. So yes. um, tell me, though, all those a couple years ago when you found out you were going to be a dad, what did that feel like to you? Oh, let me tell you, I can remember the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can tell you because my wife and I, uh, we were struggling. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were at the time in our 30s, and um, we were trying to have a child, and we, we had some struggles with that, mm-hmm. my, my wife and me. So it was um, pretty much a blessing, our miracle baby. So mm-hmm. we thought at one point probably we were going to probably adopt or foster, which we still wanted to do. But guess what? She gave me the call. I'll never forget it. I was in Daytona Beach at work and she says Ernie you're going to be a daddy and I was like what and I remember this there was an escalator in my building and I went running down the escalator I went outside I was so happy I was calling my mom my dad my friends texting folks it was it was like the best I can remember that day vividly I remember telling folks at work so I was super super excited for that moment then it was like "Uh uh-oh this is real now. <laughs> so it's like, yay, finally. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, like, uh-oh, this is the real deal now. <laughs> um, so she's born. How old is your... Yes. She, um, she's 16 now, right? She's 16 oh. now, and she was born, and, and let me tell you, it was uh, so it was difficult, like I just said, about getting pregnant, mm-hmm. but then uh, it was a heart pregnancy, too, so mm. she came premature. Um, my wife was hospitalized and bedridden for or about so she came Sydney came about two months early and um, when she when she um, was born she wasn't breathing oh. Real true story and so I'm in there with the camera the camcorder at the time because we didn't really have the cell phones to do what they could do today so I'm in there with the camcorder all excited and I remember the doctors and everyone they asked me to shut it off because they were um, trying to the umbilical cord I can't remember it was wrapped around her oh but then, my gosh. Um, they, they, they went to hit her and it was like and I remember one of the nurses it was Someone in there, maybe it was the midwife. Someone was saying, "Wake up, baby! Wake up, baby!" And, and we, you know how you you wait long to hear that cry. So there was no cry, and so I got a little nervous then. And I remember my mother-in-law being in there too. Oh and gosh. finally, they did something, and she did a little. Ah. So they, said, they rushed her to the. Um, it, it was all so fast. They rushed her to the the NICU, and I'm like, things were going and happening. They told me to follow them, and it was a lot of drama. It, there was a lot, and then, therefore, I guess that's why Sydney's so drama filled today. She wanted to be here early, and she got it. She got a wish, but it scared mom and dad half to death. I tell you. Oh my gosh, be so close to like your little miracle and then being like oh you know yeah all all those emotions all those all those things go through your head and i remember um and and nicole my wife is nicole and she was kind of out of it and i remember Uh um having to be the one to do everything because nicole had a c-section so it was a planned one and so i had to be the one to go to 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 feed sydney feed the baby hold the baby and the nurse i remember i was so afraid because she was so little yeah you have to sing to her you have to talk to her and so i was doing all of those things and reading to her and i was doing that while my wife was pregnant too so I, i prayed every day to God and I was like you know please let her make it I'll oh be 
Oh it was like, please let her live. That was my my greatest uh, and most sincere prayer, and that my wife be healthy mm. and come back home. Yeah. So it was it was a lot. So there's a lot of story and history to that. But um, yeah, but she's here now. It's 16 years later, and let me tell you, she surely is breathing. Back. <laughs> I'll tell you about that a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you about all of that. Really <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, what do you remember, like, how did you deal, like, with your wife? Like, what was that like, you know, having to talk to her through that because her baby gets, like, whisked away? And, I mean, yeah. did you have to tell her that... You they like took her to the NICU to get checked out and all that. I did. Oh, yes, I did. And let me tell you, she was kind of out of it because you know she was yeah. you know you know not all the way there. So it was so stressful. I mean, I look back on it like now, like wow, it was like super dad. I mean, because I went into this, it's it, something kicked in, something that you're never trained or ready yeah. to do. Yeah. So it's like an instinct that happened mm -hmm. like this, and it all just kind of clicked together. Yeah. What I needed to do, how I needed to be there from the cold, how when she came home, so like which when the cold came home, our baby was still, Sydney was still in the hospital in the NICU. Mm, so Nicole couldn't even go there and bond with her because she was still healing from her, her cesarean. So she was in bed. I would make sure oh, she was fed and everything. I would take care of my wife. And then I would go to the hospital, the Halifax hospital, and I would go there and feed Sydney and do all of those. So for the first um, week or two, it was dad really stepping in wow. to do what moms all want to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that gives me chills and goosebumps wow. just thinking about that moment. I mean, yeah. a, a different situation with my sister, but she was born premature um and my mom recovered she had like toxemia or something like that and my oh. so my sister my she had an emergency c-section uh my sister was like same like 10 weeks early pound 13 wow. ounces kind of thing and in the hospital from i mean i wasn't around i didn't know so um, right right but you hear those like stories and you're just like Oh my gosh, because right. then you're just like, these kids are such little miracles. And sometimes I think like in the heat of the day, I mean, I have a four-year-old. I'm like, <laughs> you don't feel like a miracle kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think back to like yeah. moments like yeah. this, like, yeah, you really are a miracle. You really are. You, you lucked out, man. Wow. So that, that's a really fun start to father. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Like drama from the very beginning. And like, oh, oh here God. we go. Hold on tight. <laughs> so, I mean, there's different parts of fatherhood that you've obviously conquered at this point in time. But do you remember anything in particular being like the hardest part or the most difficult? The most hardest, and, and, and depending on the stage of which it was, mm -hmm. because I guess, you know, from the beginning, my wife and I used to talk about this because, um, not that it was difficult, but I didn't really know how to be a dad at first. Now I mm -hmm. think I'm one of the best dads ever. I really do. But at the very beginning, it was tough because you have this little person mm -hmm. and they depend on you. And because mm -hmm. he has a mommy and daddy. It was really big for me at first. I'll tell you that I wanted to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. But as a father, I didn't know my place at first. I really didn't. And so my wife would talk to me and say, look, you have to be here for Sydney too. You need to change her as well. You have those things that I didn't know how to do. Mm -hmm. And then having a girl, I really didn't want to do it. But my <laughs> wife pretty supported me and, 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 and showed me the way on how to change her, how to, to get a bottle ready, how to do it. So yeah, I was not ready for that. I was not in OT ready for that. <laughs> and then you had, you had to be the one to do it like right away, you yeah. know? 
I had to do it right away. So it was like, go figure. It's like, what? Oh my God. So there was a lesson in that for me and it taught me a lot. I think that's how it all mended in for me to be a, a great dad and good at the job that I do at CHS. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to be so nurturing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like mm-hmm. talking to you. It's like you have like this calming presence, which is really, oh, yeah. Thank you. Even, th- even through the screen. So yeah. Uh, was there anything about fatherhood that was easy for you? Just was like, this feels natural. You know what was natural? Because I'm a big kid myself, so acting like a kid. That was the easy part. That was the fun part. So, you know, Sydney was like my buddy, so I had to kind of move out of that. My wife, again, helped me with that because I'm like, I'm the friend, you know, we have a mm. fun, I got a kid, I'm taking her to Disney, she's going with mm-hmm. dad, and she was a, 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 a daddy's um, little girl, yeah. and, and all of that, and, and then, you know, really having to share that with my wife, so it was easy to be a kid with her, mm-hmm. but then that backfires on you later if you continue to stay that way, you know, totally. so I had to learn really quick that yes, I can have those fun times and moments with her, but I am her daddy, mm-hmm. I am her father, so, yeah. I'm a it was easy. I'm a daddy's girl too. I love my dad. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay, so you totally. can relate. Yeah. Then. yeah. I mean, my mom. And my wife's a daddy's girl, so she gets it too. Like, I love my dad. I mean, he's probably the hardest on me, but also the easiest. Like, he has like super high expectations of me, and he de- like he would never admit to this. And if he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like Brianna. But he definitely <laughs> treats me differently than my brother and sister. And it's not like good or bad. It's just different. Yeah, you know, like it's different. I'll be the one who gets spoiled, but I'm also like you. But you owe me. Those five cents that's back, right. lady. I'm like, eh. that's right. <laughs> but dad, but dad, he's like, you are not in my house anymore. I'm like, hmm. That's right. Uh, You're a grown woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Still, uh, I don't. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, this adulting thing is too much. <laughs> it's too much. It is. It, it, it's like, man. It's like, wow. You know. So I'm almost an empty nester. So it's like, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm at first, it was like, oh gosh, it's adult thing. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna lose my baby. In a minute. I'm not loser, but I'm she's gonna lose her at home. She's gonna she's already think she's an adult right now, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm struggling balancing with now. It's like, oh my god, letting go and letting her grow up. You Ooh, know what I mean? That is so that's, hard. I mean, it is. Is there like, and this kind of goes into the next thing because um, I think every phase and stage is so difficult. Like you know, you have to you have to trust that what you're what you've done for your kid up until that point is going to set them up for success, right? Right. <laughs> Ooh, scary. It's a scary thought. Scary. When you think about it. So, Very scary. On that note, how has your parenting changed as your daughter has gotten older? Oh, that's a good question. That's a packed one, too. Uh, it has changed because um, going from, you heard me say earlier about being, you know, mm-hmm. the friend dad and that kind of thing and having a lot of fun. I'm still that person. But now, because she's in those latter years, those most important years mm-hmm. right now, she's a junior in high school. So really trying to help her to transition into her womanhood. Mm. Um, she had a, she celebrated her Sweet 16 um, back in October. And I remember at the, the Sweet 16, we had a party for her. Awesome. And all of her friends came and, and her aunts and uncles and everyone and, and family was there, friends. And um, I, I had a beautiful tiara for her. And what it symbolized is that um, as she walked in and she sat in the chair, we had a song playing. I went to her and I explained to everyone before we had put the crown on her head that 
but she's now transitioning Aww. into becoming a young lady, a young woman. So I, she put How her head sweet. down, I put the crown on her head, and and yeah, she's our little princess, and she's growing up into being that 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 adult. You know, she has she's so focused, she's so smart. Mm. She is an only child, which is a little challenging at times mm. because there's a good and bad to that. I remember as a little girl, she always like, I want siblings. I don't have a brother. I mean, it, yeah. it used to bother her. She didn't have brothers or sisters. But um, we explained to her, but she didn't understand then. I think she does now, that it was a challenge for mommy and daddy. And we, we had even discussed maybe adopting to have her to be with someone. Mm -hmm. But we we given all the love and, and support to her. And so um, just transitioning all of that. And just hope my hope is that all that I've done as a father, that I've set a good example for her mm. of what she can expect in a, a, a and a, a young man Amen. who would take her on and, you know, and, and, and she'd be wife someday, you know? Yeah. So I hope that she'll say, well, my daddy, you know, you can't just take me there, you know, cause he wouldn't do that. So not that I want her to have that kind of comparison. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have that kind of fight, but still yeah. she has an expectation of mm -hmm. what, how a man should treat her. Well, I, and I think that's like, I'll be the first one to say, I think a, a girl's relationship with, you know, her father is one of the most important ever. And unfortunately mm -hmm. not every child gets to have a, a father figure or, or Very even true. sometimes there's partnerships that are different. I'm only speaking right. from my experience, so I feel like my relationship with my dad really shaped exactly what you're saying, what mm -hmm. I wanted out of a relationship for myself and what I wasn't going to tolerate and what I was willing to, I don't want to say settle for, because I think that that's sure. such a, a, a lackluster way to describe it, but like what I was willing to um, accept in a relationship, you know, because we're all humans, you know, like we're not perfect. So, but so right. I would have to agree with that. I also really like that you say, um, <laughs> It's you and your and your wife struggled with you know, conceiving a child. I think that sometimes people always want to like put, you know, oh sh he couldn't or she couldn't or it was this fault or is that right. fault. And I really think that's such a loving way to approach it and just like you know there are oh, yeah wow. like I just, I've never heard anybody ever say like it's always like for our situation I wasn't supposed to be able to have kids so Declan to me is my little miracle baby too and oh, okay so. Uh, so, you know, my, my husband, he's from England. So he's always like, oh, you know, I'm British. We build an empire, blah, blah, blah. So he has this like joke, which is kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> like, it, it was always like, I always accepted the, the responsibility for, oh, I'm not going to be able to have kids, you know? So to hear oh. you say that is, I think is such a, I don't know, wonderful and refreshing way to like approach, you know, you know, cause wow. child, the kid's gonna come. What you know? If it's, I always feel like whatever's meant to be always finds a way. So having what somebody, supposed to be yeah. Concerned. And then there you are, just like you guys, like oh, we're in this together. We are. We are a team. We are a team, yes. and like we're gonna. <laughs> I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, Thank you. So you work in child wel welfare for anybody who hasn't tuned in the prior uh, podcast for Children's Home Society here in Florida. So how yep. has your role influenced your parenting and vice versa? Wow, that's good. Um, you know, I've worked in nonprofits for about, if you've seen the last podcast, like 28, almost 29 years, mm -hmm. and I've always been in children's services. So some of the things that I've seen, um, some of the, the, the support, I, I'm, I feel like I'm just blessed because mm -hmm. I, I get a chance to see families who struggle. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I'm not perfect. And Nicole and I aren't perfect and we struggle, um, but we have a support system. Mm -hmm. A lot of these parents there in, in, in our services, they just don't have the support or the guidance. And they, yeah. were, and they weren't sh given that or shown that. So I'm glad that we have a team that can wrap around them to do that. Luckily, our team for us was our family, our church, mm -hmm. you know, our friends, our loved ones, uh, or our family is what we 
call it what mm-hmm. friends and yeah. family kind of intertwine with each other. But there's some people realistically who don't have that. So at CHS, we are that for our kids and for our families and for our parents. Oh, I love that. Such, I, oh. think that I love that you say that too, because I think sometimes we forget how much support you know, sometimes we have in comparison to other people, you know, like, right. and it's like, you know, it's an example, like my husband and I moved down here and we literally have like nobody, you know? So, you know, if, wow. you know, yeah. that shit hits the fan, like it's him and yeah. I like tag teaming things. So, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Cause it really, um, it's hard because you feel like you don't have a break, but it's also a beautiful thing where you guys have to like come together and work together. So I think that, you know, that's right. and you're, what you're talking about is very different than moving and not having support. So that's just a, mm-hmm. a small example to say some people never have a fa- like a father, you know, to put a tiara on their head. Some people never have a mom to like wrap a blanket around them and that's right. don't realize how much that impacts you like your heart and soul and your your spirit oh. you know that yeah i had a friend say in, in a podcast she's like if every girl and boy child just had love from the time they were born don't you think That's the world it. would be a happy place and you're like yes crap it's as simple as that simple. Right? You know, if there was just love, but that that's what's missing in a lot. And unfortunately, mm. that's what's missing in a lot of our, our children because they don't get to have that blessing of that. So that's why I say, again, that Children's Home Society is a blessing to so many because we get to provide that. And not that we're the cure-all, but it, it, my hope is that it, it bridges a gap mm-hmm. that fills that empty space. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love and I love the work you guys do so much. So how does that work allow you to stay true as a father? Oh, it, it does in so many ways. It keeps me grounded. Um, uh, I'm, mm. I'm not judgmental as at all, and I'm so grateful for that. I, I remain awesome. humble. Uh, it keeps me humble. It keeps me grounded, and, and um, I'm not self-centered with it. And I have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for what's happening, and, and I can I can empathize with it and, and sympathize with it because again, um, because Sydney has uh, a loving mommy and daddy. It's not saying that it's not difficult. No, oh, yeah. So it's it's very real. You know, it's very real. We have real issues and real situations to deal with, and um, there's times when we need support. So yeah, that's how it all aligns with each other. So it, it working at Children's Home Society has just given me that that bandwidth to really be empathetic and understanding so it aligns with my personal life and my work life which makes it all the best that is awesome. yeah that's awesome um how else do you stay true to yourself your family and your loved ones um, I try to, and I, I struggled with this. So we talk, so Ernie's a workaholic. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> in my early stages of my marriage and, and having a child, I'll be honest with saying this, just, so, just to be as real about it, I wasn't as present as I, I could have been. Um, I was there, you know, and I was provi- the provider. I was doing all the things that I needed to do, but um, I wasn't, for, for years, it took a while for me to become present. Where I'm at today and where I stand today, I'm in every moment. So I'm there with my daughter. I'm there with my wife. We're there at her cheer competitions. Mm-hmm. I'm there at, 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 at school plays. I'm at everything she does. I'm her biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. no pun intended, being that she's a cheerleader. But I am her biggest cheerleader, and so is her mom. But I'm there every step of the way with her. And I think that came over time because Ernie was not always that mm-hmm. because I wanted to be successful. 
successful. I wanted to help the world. I wanted to help other children. And, and sometimes you get so wrapped up into that that you not intentionally, but you neglect your own. And you have to remember, you know, that's what, so that's kind of what kept me balanced and grounded. Mm. And I'm glad, I'm glad my wife was able to see God knew what we need, what I needed to. He knew I needed the person to be that because Nicole is different than I am. And I'm so glad we both, she helps me. I help her and she has helped me to become a better dad for my, my daughter. I love that. And I like how you say it took you time to get there. And I think, um, mm -hmm. it was really funny when I told my husband, I was like, Oh, I actually have a couple dads who want to talk to me in this podcast series. He was like, Oh, thank goodness. He's like, you know, you don't know how hard it is. There's like nothing out there for dads, like what to do. And yeah. I, and I think that, you know, I've, and I've said this in other podcasts, like my husband is a great father. I mean, I can get angry at him. I could like kick him out of the house, whatever, like our relationship could crumble, but I could never take that from him. He is an exceptional right. father, but I think it's hard sometimes. Like, I think it's hard because, you know, and maybe your situation is a little different because you like your wife physically couldn't, you know, take care of your daughter in those first few weeks, you know, right. like you had to get, be hands on from, from the moment. Mm -hmm. But so many times, like it is mom and dad are like, how do I like fit into this puzzle? Yeah. And where do I go? Where do so I tricky. fit in? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, and then they just stand there. And then, so for us, like my husband just did what he knew. Like he was like, I'm just going to work yeah. harder. I'm just going to you know, yeah. get a promotion. I'm just going to make more money. Cause that's going to make everything easier. And it's like, that doesn't make everything. That's how society easier. has taught us. Yeah. That's what they have taught us. Yeah. That's true. So, Very true. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that you, you say that because it's, like it's taking you some time to come around to like, oh, I can just enjoy this space and I don't have to try so hard or, you know, right. she's going to be graduated in a couple of years. Do I, do I need to work for that promotion now? Or maybe that can come in two years when she's studying, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. how your perspective mm -hmm. has changed. That's really, really cool. Totally changes. <laughs> now. Okay. So you've had a pretty incredible experience as, as a, when your daughter was born. So if there's, what kind of information would you like new dads or soon to be dads to know about fatherhood? Uh, one thing the new dads should know is that um, it's okay not to know. Mm. It's okay not to know everything. Um, like as, as men, a lot of times we're, we're expected to be the ones who know this and know that and can save the world and this and that and be super dad. And I would say just be yourself and try not to be that. You know, try not to be that for you can't be all things because we have to take care of ourselves as well. And a lot of times the pressure is put on men that we have to be, mm -hmm. you know, in control or, or, or the provider or the one who's out front and for the protector and all of that. You still can be that, but just be true to yourself and, and, and be vulnerable to know that you don't know it all. And it's OK. It's okay. That's great. That's great advice. <laughs> Somebody would have told me that before. I was. Mom. Let me tell you, I, I had to learn over time. See, now I'm, I'm I'm a little experienced now. And when you think about it, the Ernie of yesterday, mm -hmm. it's like if I can go back and talk to him, and, and mm -hmm. I would have taught him so much more. So I didn't, there was no book. You know, I even tried reading that book. You know that book they give oh, you yeah. when, you're, when you're pregnant, and it's like you see this mom on the front of it, and she's in the chair. And I'm looking at that book. I'm like. I don't want to read this. It's like, you know, you know, what is this going to do? It's book knowledge, but you mm. know, it's nothing like being hands on. I mean, I'm sure that, that information in the book was very helpful, but then again, all those nerves, you know, you try to prepare for parents,
character. Yeah. And it's one of those things you try to do the best that you want to be the best. And you're going to make mistakes. You know why? Because you're human. Yeah. You're going to make every decision is not going to be a good one. And it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that. I remember trying to be so prepared for Declan, you know, like I got like yeah. four different types of bottles because I didn't know which ones he was going to like. Yeah. And you yeah. know, all these things and like different yes. diapers and like, it, you know, those are like little nuances that people like don't tell you, you know, like no. your baby might not like a, a certain like nipple on a bottle yeah, like what is know. that uh, right. and then yeah. you know and then pacifier specific some kids oh, don't even goodness. like pacifiers like and right. don't even get into like toddler dumb and older because it's like right. game over you know like you think so you think you have all those you think you're prepared and you're all set and like oh man mm-hmm. she just threw a monkey wrench in this a, a curveball mm-hmm. like that's not what she likes that's not who she is so yeah you just do the best you can do mm-hmm. and then you just do the best you can do some days it's a crap shoot let's be real here <laughs> it is yeah it's like wait did I get it right this time yeah. oh, Oh, I got lucky. Yes. <laughs> I'm playing the yes. lottery today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what has helped you stay grounded and present in your parenting and dead life? Um, what has helped me stay grounded is um, sitting. She's helped me stay grounded. Mm. Um, she has made me um, to be... Um, yeah, she's taught me a lot. So even in, in, in watching her mature and to grow up, she's helped me be grounded. You know, um, not being, you know what, it's really hard because mm. I'm, a, I'm a teen of the 80s and she's a teen of now. So, you know, the 80s teens, it was a whole lot different for us. And I, I used to do a lot of comparison. I had to think in my head, Ernie, stop. She's not, you're, you're sounding like your parents now. I'm sounding like my mom and dad. I'm like, oh my God, I am them now. But you know, yeah. you think, you try to help them in their time. And it's like, right now is decades ago. This is 2022. So things that worked in the eighties are not the things of today. So yeah, she's kept me grounded. And I've kind of stayed kind of hip and cool to that too. I think, <laughs> I, like, I like to say I'm a little cooler than my wife, honestly. And I know I, she's probably gonna watch this, but yeah, I am. I'm the dad that knows all the music. I'm the dad that tries to get into everything. They kind of understand a little TikTok stuff and all that so I, I try to say president that way and and to be real in her time now oh yeah. that's so cute actually <laughs> like don't ask my husband i tried to show him how to do like a story on instagram He's like, oh, don't he was like, that. I don't understand. I'm like, it's not a story on like Instagram. Mean? What do you mean? And then, you know, by the time Declan's older, Lord only knows what's going to Oh, happen. oh, you, oh my goodness. What, 10 years from now when you, when I'll be interviewing you? How do you do this stuff? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. All right. Let's see here. Um, is there any useless information that you received? <laughs> Uh, when you were like as throughout parenthood and it can be any stage because your daughter's 16 now yeah. so that you're like this is just incredibly naive or useless yeah. um what was something that was just naive or useless like you know what man you could have kept it to yourself um <laughs> i guess um cookie cutter of like um of of of, of of how she would respond to things, you know, mm-hmm. because every child is different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, people try to give you advice is good, but then when they're not open to the, or they're thinking the way they do their parenting is the only way in the right way. Oh, yeah. And uh, sometimes that can be, I won't say useless, but it's like you have to, you can take up that with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. but you have to make things work for you. 
you know what I mean? It worked yeah. for your style. So you could take right. maybe a, a third of that, but because it works one way for one parent, doesn't mean it's gonna work this way for you and your situation. However, I bet there's about like 5% of something that someone has said to you. So I don't know if I have anything that was just useless, but not being cookie cutter is one of the things like, okay, Ernie, you can't be, yeah. you can get the advice and things, but you have to make this work for your child because totally. you don't want them to ever think that, well, I'm not such and such, you know, and you know, and she's at that age now, at that very teenage, hormonal mm -hmm. age now mm -hmm. where, you know, all kinds of things. And it's like, you know, um, she has more of a voice. So those things I did with her, even when she was 10, mm -hmm. doing it at 16 is totally work. different. Doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, I bet she's got a really strong <laughs> voice at 16 too. She Ooh. does. She's a leader in her own right. She's Ooh, like the that. captain of her cheer team. She's um, the leader in so many programs at school. That's awesome. Um, and she now has a, oh gosh, I hate to even talk about it. She has a boyfriend now. Ooh. Oh God. Yeah, I know. I don't even, that's another day. That's another I was segment. Gonna say, yeah, what, no, no, what has he, that been like? Very, <laughs> he's a very nice young man. I, I gotta say that I, I really do adore him. He's very mannerable. And I can tell that he's um, grown up in a, in a loving home. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, it's like the universe and God knew what I needed and what was going to calm me mm -hmm. because I can say as of now, knock on wood, he's that. I can't tell you that at first my, my daughter was like, um, Dad, he's he's scared of you. I'm like, good. He's like, he's afraid of me. Like, he's afraid of me, like, real yes. good. So, you know, but no, but he, he's, a, he's a very nice young man. But it's just really... I never, I didn't know, you don't know as a parent when that kind of thing is going to happen. And I'm like, oh my God, here it is. So that's a whole nother chapter that I'm not ready for yet. So that's another segment because it, it's like, it's, it's the whole stages of, of, of growing up, yeah. you know? And it's your yeah, baby it's girl, you know? Like, yeah, it's my baby girl, my own girl, girl. So you're not going to steal her from me. So no, but anyway, it's, um, it's, it's all good though. She, she, she likes him a lot and he likes her. And he respects mm -hmm. her. You know, we've met his family. We've met uh, his siblings and he's met our family and he's met my mom and dad during Christmas so yeah it's just really interesting and cool to see this I, you know to be here in this space it's like wow you know I remember when we used to do our little videos before there was like any TikToks and stuff I still have videos on my phone when she's in my back seat and she's four years old and I'm being the dad and I'm driving and she's back there singing and we're like Aww. doing these cool things so I have to show those and sometimes she tries to act like she doesn't like that I don't want to see that she knows she wants to see it <laughs> I'm, I'm like those moments you're going to cherish them and yeah. you're going to remember those things you know later in life so yeah we've always had that kind of connection so yeah anyway i mean when i was a know. kid we didn't have a camcorder so like i right. have all these videos on my phone with like that doesn't I mean it's easier now but i'm like so much easier now right yeah and i just had like this pic collage pop-up of like nine pictures from like different stages and you're like oh my gosh look at that tiny little baby and then you see like, I'm, like you're like a little boy Where's my baby? Right. Come back. Where's the baby? Yeah, come back. Oh no, come back. It's baby, like, come yeah. Back. Baby, come back. You can let it go. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go I was on. going there with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what do you wish you would have been told about fatherhood? Um, what do I wish I would have been told? Ooh, what do I wish I would have been told? I wish I'd have been told that. Um, I don't know if I have a wish what I've been told. Uh, maybe it's to to not get so, oh, I wish I'd have been told really, because I see I grew up in a household with, with, with boys. I have a little brother. Mm -hmm. So I have my mom, my dad, um, my little brother. And so I never grew up with, girl, with girls really. Mm. Um, I wish I'd have been told of how emotional 
that would be just to have, <laughs> you know, the other, I always wanted a little girl, but ooh, I didn't know it was going to be such a roller coaster ride. You know what I mean? I mean, and it's nothing bad about it. It's just that being sensitive to the mm -hmm. other side of the, you know, to another gender, it was like, really, that was a culture shock for me. It was just to have a little girl like, oh man. So there's a lot that I, I wish I'd have been told about what that would be like. Oh, but yeah. I guess I had to experience it for myself. Totally. I yeah. I get yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things I feel like you just got to like, I don't know if you can ever prepare for that. It is tough. Like, no. It's tough. I mean, I have a very, my son is super sensitive and I was like, I don't want a girl. I can't imagine a mini me. Like, oh my gosh. I didn't ever think about me in boy form. Like, that's what he is. Right, right. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> well, oh, I still got it. I don't I did not so think like... this through. Oh, 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 jokes on me. Yeah, Thanks. jokes on you. You got a mini me. Yep. I mean, he's real cute, but he's real spicy. He's a firecracker. Yeah, like his mom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Lucky me. Jeez. Uh, oh, what unsolicited advice do you have for parents? Um, be a team, um, whether you're co-parenting, whether you're in, uh, Ooh. parenting together in the home, be a team. Like, you know, I didn't even realize you until you brought it up that how I said, we, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I really saying that because we're in it together, mm -hmm. um, be that for the child that it's important to the child. Like I said, mm -hmm. again, even if you're not together as parents, it's really important for the child to see that and to witness that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be a team. God, that's such good advice. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, because it is so hard. My, my parents divorced and it was really ugly. And I just remember them like fighting all the time and everything. Like we were right. the middlemen. And it affects, it can affect the child upbringing. You know, you turned out to be a wonderful person. Thank goodness. A lot of but therapy. It's not always, it, it, that helps. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all wrong with that. So that's good. That's good. You know? But I think that's a good point. You know, like I, you hear people you know, fighting all the time or parents are like, they're going through a divorce or someone's separating and it's ugly. And you're just like, but are you thinking about the kids? And you know, are you thinking about the kids? Are you thinking about the child? Yeah. Right. And I look at my parents, mm -hmm. they were, they were 20, 21 when they started having kids. And I was like, mm -hmm. you guys are just kids yourself. Like, what? I mean, yeah, everybody's, really. everybody's different. Yeah. My parents were still children at 20 and 21. Um, yeah. and then you flash forward like 10 years and they're getting divorced. You're like, well, no wonder. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, but they just didn't have the skill. Like you talk about, like they didn't have the skill. You know, yeah. it wasn't there. You know, yeah. It's exactly none of us do. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. you just think about, and they grew up in very abusive households. So, like the supports oh. that, like you guys offer, like they didn't have any of those supports. Like, you know, they they weren't in foster care or, or anything like that. But like you look at the thing, you're like, they didn't have support. They didn't, they didn't know how to emotionally handle things. They didn't have resources. And this was right. All that's there. Now the, re the yeah. healthy families, healthy yeah. spot, you know, all of these resources that are there today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah we're back Good there words. for them. So, I mean, it, it's, I love that you said that anyway. What about last, last question that I have written down. Is there okay. any insight that you would have for parents who are raising teens that you feel like you, uh, you've learned in the last few years with your daughter? Uh, listen to them, mm. trust them. 
Um, wow. You have to you, you really listen and trust them. Uh, if they feel like they're not being trusted um, or they feel like you're not listening to them, then they'll shut down mm. and shut off. So really, I, that's, that's the best thing I can say. Listen to their feelings. Listen to what they have to say, how they feel. Let, let them have their voice, even if you have to bite your lip and bite your tongue. At times, I have to do that. But listen, yeah, because you don't want that to ever break away. I'm so mm. glad that she's so comfortable with being able to tell us things. It's hard to hear sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'd rather that she tells it to me than to a friend or someone because she doesn't trust her parents. Yeah. So listen. That's yeah. incredible. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Yeah. If your kids are, yeah. your kids are talking to someone. Yeah, they're talking to someone. That's right. That's right. There you go. Amen to that. You want it to they're be you. They're talking to someone. Yeah. You want it to be you. Yep. I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, I'd rather have like our house be the busy, messy house with all the kids in it because then you know they're safe. You know what I mean? Like, and you can hear yes. the conversations. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> that's real there. Yes. 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 That's ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yes. I get that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, all right, Ernie. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything I didn't, I didn't hit? No, you hit everything. This has been a great conversation. My goodness, this is like this is like a this is like a, a carry on a part two to what we talked about, I know, I know. you know, a, a month or so ago. So this is really good. So yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful and, and honored that you found fit to have me as a guest again. Oh, I really you're the best. That. I like talking to you. I could probably ask you a million more questions, but I won't take up <laughs> your whole morning anyway. Oh, all right. This is Ernie Hamilton. He's a rock star. Yes. Thank you so much for oh. joining the Mama Knows Not a Podcast. And until next Thank you for having me, Mama. Uh, you just wait. I'll probably I'll think of something like college, and I'll have you back. Until yeah, have you back. There you go. When she's going to college, when she's graduating. There we go. Graduation. Let's do that one. Then she's getting married. There we go. It's, oh God. It's the big one. And maybe like ten years or so. We'll, we'll there you go. Time. Oh wow. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's put that off a decade, right? Yeah, a decade. You'll be on television then, and you'll have me on your couch. Yes. Like there you oh, go. Yeah. True. I'm, I'm yes. manifesting it now. That's right. All right. All right. Until next time, have fun learning all the things you didn't know you needed to know. Thank you. I had so much fun.